Hi, this is Randy, and you're listening to The Beauty Brains, where real scientists answer your beauty questions. For Tuesday, May 26th, 2014. Welcome to the show, Graham, everyone. I'm Randy Schuler, and I'm here with my co-host, Parasaurophilus. <laughs> Hello, Randy. You know what? Uh, Parasaurophilus? That's, uh, that's a little reference there. I know you like things that uh, incorporate Perry into the name, and uh, <laughs> Parasaurophilus is a uh, species of dinosaur that's well known for its distinctive head structure. Uh, wow! Yeah, it has like this uh, this giant tubular crest that is sort of built like a woodwind instrument, and apparently it could use it to make a loud bellowing noise. And you know, through the miracle of audio paleontology, scientists have actually reconstructed how that might have sounded. Would you Would you like to hear it? I would. Yes. All right. Here is uh, Perry's new favorite dinosaur. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. I thought you'd enjoy that. I, I do I do love wildlife, you know. Although, you know, I live I live in Chicago, like in the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of my block, I just saw one of my neighbors reported they saw a coyote. Wow, the urban coyote. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm worried about the urban bunny now. What if the what if the, <laughs> the the urban coyote meets urban bunny? That's not going to end well. I know. No, I. I just. I just hope he gets. Uh, I hope he gets through this summer okay. <laughs> he was lounging the other day in my backyard after chewing down some of the carrots I threw out, and he's just on his back lounging. This, this <laughs> rabbit is. This rabbit has taken over my yard. Well, uh, hopefully he won't become as extinct as the uh, Parasaurolophus. Right. That's and or. But I do like that sound of the Parasaurolophus. <laughs> Speaking of sound, we have a different kind of show today, huh? Uh, well, I thought we'd start off with uh, one of my favorite features, uh, beauty science or bullshit. Oh, fun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he says through clenched teeth. <laughs> well, uh, I've got, you know, I think I'm, I'm better than chance so far. <laughs> well, th- you know, this is the game where uh, I give you three headlines of uh, the latest beauty science news. Two of them are real. One is made up. And I asked you to pick the real one. And uh, our listeners can play along at home by hitting the pause button before I give you the answer. But, you know, if you are playing at home, uh, please remember, no wagering. <laughs> so, Darn. <laughs> are, you, are you ready? I am ready. All right, here we go. Number one, contact lens disinfectants are more effective at controlling odor-causing bacteria than most deodorants. All right. Okay, number two, getting a flu shot may make your perfume smell funny. Hmm. Interesting. And number three, taking a hay bath is the latest spa treatment to rejuvenate your skin. A hay bath? Yeah, taking a, like a roll in the hay. Right. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> well, those are uh, three very good uh, ones there. Hmm. So... The contact lens disinfectant is uh, better than the good old triclosan, the mm-hmm. deodorant disinfectants. Um, that's interesting. I, I always thought that was just salt solution. Hmm. Um, maybe there's something more. All right. The, the second one, uh, 
about the uh, getting a getting a flu shot may make your perfume sh- smell funny, right? The flu shot making your perfume smell funny. Uh, so the flu, if you get that shot, it could cause some sort of you know minor reaction. Uh, but I'm a little suspicious of that one. I, although I don't know what the fake story version of hmm. that is. But hmm. uh, and then uh, the, the third one about the uh, taking a hay bath the, uh, hay. is the latest spa treatment to rejuvenate skin. The hay bath <laughs> that just <laughs> sounds ridiculous. Uh, as you said, the roll in the hay. Um, but uh, so one of these is actually fake. Huh? Oh yeah, that it wouldn't be uh, much of a game otherwise. Uh, well, I think the uh, I think the flu shot one is the fake. I I don't really think it's going to uh, a flu shot will will change the way that your perfume smells. All right then, so let's break these down. So you think that uh, taking a roll in the hay uh, is the latest spa treatment to rejuvenate your skin? You think that's true? It, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. And, well, you're right because it is true. So. Uh, uh, we're not saying there's any documentation it works, but this is the a treatment offered at the uh, Hotel Hubid in norm, uh, northern Italy, and it allegedly treats everything from obesity to sciatica to a stiff neck to skin conditions. So the way this works is before the treatment, the hay is soaked in hot water, and then you are wrapped in this wet grass for 15 to 20 minutes. And apparently, according to someone who tried this, it makes your, fin, your skin feel, quote, excruciatingly itchy. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. So so we're not saying it's a good idea, but it is indeed a a new spa treatment that you could try. So you're you're right on that one. (laughs) All right. Uh, All right. You, uh, let's see, you thought that uh, getting a flu shot may make your perfume smell funny. You thought that was fake? I did. That one is actually true. Ah. So, yeah, so there's some new research that shows that uh, immunization can trigger a distinct change in body odor. And if your body odor changes, you know, it could change the way your fragrance smells because those two do interact. And mm-hmm. apparently the study is that first demonstration that uh, there could be a bodily odor change due to an immune activation. Uh, so apparently the researchers are now thinking they'll be able to use odors to sort of eavesdrop on the immune system you know, looking for changes in body odors to predict other symptoms. So it's kind of exciting research. So that's true. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Now, that means, of course, that uh, contact lens solution being more effective at controlling body odor than deodorants, that one is fake. Uh, but the true story is it's based on research that showed that uh, some bacteria that can cause serious eye conditions like uh, microbial keratitis those are actually becoming resistant to contact lens disinfectants. So it's huh. it's kind of the opposite. We're worried about bacteria not being killed by them. So uh, so that's the issue there. So anyway, good, uh, well well played in any event. Well, you know, I, I it uh, losing keeps you humble, and you know, <laughs> that's <laughs> never, uh, that's a quote of the day right there. Yeah, right there. Well, you know, I I never really uh, mind losing things because it keeps me hungry to win (laughs) well it's a good attitude otherwise uh we would have to stop doing the game (laughs) exactly so uh so i'll tell you what we uh we do not have a a reader question to answer this week oh no question no question well well, we have questions we're just not ready to answer them maybe that's a more accurate way so instead of uh, doing that regular feature i thought we'd do something a little different Oh, yeah? What's that? Well, we there are so many beauty science news stories, and we only sort of get to, to touch on one a show. 
I thought maybe we could spend a show just doing a quick recap of a bunch of stories instead of discussing one story in detail. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah, okay, so let me let me play our uh, our beauty science news intro. And now we'll uh, we'll just, you know, kind of take turns going through some of the latest latest uh, news events in the beauty world, okay? Excellent. All right, so I'll uh, I'll kick this one off, I guess. Uh, you know, in a uh, I guess previous episode, we talked about that mink makeup printer. Right, right. Well, here's another beauty gadget. It's called the O-Phone. Uh, O-Phone. The O-Phone. I'm not sure if O stands for odor or olfactory, but but the idea is that it lets you send custom scents along with pictures. So, Interesting. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know if you saw this one, but... Uh, I, I, actually, I did, so it's kind of like Instagram for your nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the company is uh, Vapor Communications, which is like spot on in terms of naming your company to match your technology. But they apparently can create these, um, co- what they call, complex aroma signals. And they say they can do this in rapid succession without lingering aromatic clouds. I'm not, huh. I'm not quite sure how you sort of get a scent to come through and then get blown through so the next one doesn't get mixed with the first one. But um, the idea here is that you would go, you know, go online and you would choose, I guess they have 32 different unique notes that you can pick from. Mm-hmm. And apparently you can choose up to eight at a time that you can blend any way you want. And then once you've, you know, sort of, you know, you, you take a picture and you go, hmm, I think it smells like this. And then you would pick those eight notes and then you would hit send, and then that picture would go through to you, and on your phone you would see the picture, and then you'd mm-hmm. be able to, to tap that, and then that would take you to uh, a place where you could essentially download the odor, and then you would have a device, I guess, on your desktop, and then when you input that you know code into the device, it would spray out those eight notes to give you the same scent that I envisioned. So what do you think That's, of that? I think it's pretty cool. It's uh, Well... A couple things, though. First, it, there's only eight uh, <laughs> fragrance notes. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, the typical fragrance has anywhere from 50 to 100 chemicals. That make it, it, up yeah, the... at least 100, right? So that's a that's a pretty monotone uh, fragrance. <laughs> right. So, But, you know, in the future, I could see them, you know, expanding and, and making this. It really is, to me, like uh, the next... The next step in internet uh, communication, because like, we got we got sound, we got sight, and now we got odor. Yeah. So it's it's kind of interesting. We'll see if it goes anywhere. I mean, I, I could see adver- advertisers getting behind this, and you could uh, inst- instead of having go to the store, you could just sample perfumes like online, right? Oh no, that actually I didn't think of that. That is brilliant because you know your latest you know fabric softener scent or latest shampoo scent you could get online. That's that's very cool because that way they might even subsidize the cost of these units that would spray out the fragrance. So it's sort of a it's a fragrance printer, I guess, in a way. Right. Or it's almost like a scratch and sniff internet. <laughs> hey, I'm going to trademark that. <laughs> wow, cool. So, uh, yeah, so that's the O-Phone. Well, you know, I have a story uh, related to odor, another odor story. There hmm. seems to be a lot of them. But this uh, this was some research out of, uh, it was published in the, uh, the Current Biology uh, Journal. Mm-hmm. And their conclusion was that you can smell a person's gender, so it... <laughs> you know what right. this. You know what this reminds me of. <laughs> no, what's that? It, it's one of your superpowers. Oh, I know, uh, can the... we? Can we? T- I don't know. I'm not sure if we want to get into that on the show, but you know what I'm talking about. 
Yeah, no, no, we could talk about this show, you All know, right. it's, it's right. just a natural thing. I, I just have this weird ability that I've noticed where I, I think I can sense when women are, you know, ovulating. <laughs> just just by them breathing on me. I, <laughs> I can't wait to see what kind of comments we get on this. So you can tell, you just can go up to any woman, sort of at random, and go, hey, how you doing? You're ovulating. <laughs> Well, I, I, you know, it, it's a, it's a, uh, a, a skill that I have to like, uh, uh, what do you calibrate with the, you know, with the woman. So okay, I'm so much... it doesn't come easily and quickly. Right. Although I, I have demonstrated this ability at a uh, at a party before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and remind was... me to never invite you to a party. <laughs> I was just asked, you know, because you know, sometimes I get that conversation to about your superpowers. Sure, and you said, yeah, I can tell if you're ovulating. <laughs> that's well, that's just one of my six superpowers. But yeah, uh, but it turns out there's some science behind that. You can this this research says that you can people can smell other people, you know, blinded of course, and mm-hmm. tell what their gender is. So. There you go. And actually... <laughs> That's it? I mean, is it no, because no, it, you can smell the woman's perfume, so it's a woman? I mean, come on. What? No, no, no. I, I mean, actually, it was uh, more related to... The, the, um, they were ex- they exposed uh, researchers, exposed uh, subjects to male, female, or a, a neutral scent without their knowledge of what that scent was. And then, mm-hmm. then they asked them... Uh, and the scent was created... Uh, a refined version of male or female hormones. Um, they used uh, a, a andro uh, stead diet. I, I can't say the word. <laughs> well, it's not like you're a chemist or anything. <laughs> well, I could say it. It's trying to look at a word and say it. Anyway, they used a, a, it was a steroid hormone for men, and sure. then they used a, a estrogen steroid hormone from women, and they had people people smell them and they could say is this from a man or a woman Mm -hmm. and in that way they were able to show that you know different uh males could determine the differences between females and males and females could tell the difference between males and females Hmm. well well way to go you just completely alienated our complete uh transgender audience so (laughs) thanks a lot well actually uh that was part of uh that was part of the study too. Uh, the bisexual participants and homosexual women were not nearly as uh, good at, uh, at were not nearly as good at, at predicting the the scent of uh, the ones tested. So hmm. um, there is so, some of that is tied into that's, sexual identity. Well, too. I mean, that's that's different than trans- transgender, but still interesting. It was covered in the study. So you wow. are you are correct. Yeah. Well, I can't wait uh, until a future show when we get to cover your other five superpowers. That's that's a great. <laughs> teaser trailer for a future episode so. exactly all right uh let me let me change it up a little bit here i i want to talk about uh this is actually a comment that we received recently on one of our blog posts mm-hmm. so <laughs> so yeah we we had written a post oh I don't know, a couple of years ago about how extra skin can save lives that, uh, yeah, do you I remember recall. that? Yeah, and, and yeah, that, yeah. Uh, so researchers have you know figured out a way to recycle excess skin from typically from like weight loss operations, for example, and turn the, that excess skin into usable grafts to help with uh, you know all sorts of different surgical procedures. 
And, you know, there aren't many people donating skin. So using this, apparently this is the uh, Musculoskeletal Transplant Foundation that figured out how to um, to make use of, of this excess skin, right? So mm-hmm. uh, so there now is sort of a, a mechanism in place where you can, um, you know, donate your living skin. So that was the original post we did. So what I, what I thought was interesting was just this week we received a comment on that post. So I just wanted to share that with you and the listeners. You know, that reminds me of a story I just saw. Some, I think it was through Facebook or something. But it was uh, there's a woman that says she was going to be on the cover of a uh, of Shape magazine. And they were going to show her uh, she had a, like a 170-pound weight loss. Hmm. And so she, uh, this was uh, Brooke uh, Birmingham. And uh, she said the magazine made her feel like she should be ashamed of her new body and the excess skin. So they wanted to Photoshop out her excess skin. Wow. Wow. And she, she thought that was uh, – uh, she, she was offended by that. Because yeah. uh, – so you, you see in the article she uh, – she, uh, you can see a picture of her with the excess skin, and she's proud of that excess skin. So, hmm. well, if she wanted to, if she had some sort of surgery, she she could donate that skin. So, uh, so anyway, so here's the comment that came in uh, just this week about about this very topic. All right, and this is from Claudia. And by the way, Claudia, I applaud you for you know if you're listening to the show, I applaud you for what you're trying to do here. Um, it's just I'm just not quite clear on the comment. So here's what she says. I had weight loss surgery in 2004. I have a lot of excess skin that I would like to donate. If anyone is interested, can you please contact me? Now, this is 2014. She had the surgery in 2004. Where has that excess skin been for 10 years? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Is that a little strange? Uh, That is a good question. Maybe, uh, yeah. That's what she said. So again, not belittling her intent. I'm just like worried that, you know, oh yeah, here it's in the closet, come over and you can have it. I, I, I just don't understand. But uh, Yeah, I'd, uh, and would like the hospital just give that to you? I, well, apparently, I, I don't know, it raises many questions. But <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, that's the story about excess skin saving lives. Yeah. Well, here's a story uh, that... You know, it. it uh, I. I think it's a. It's a new technology about. I guess it is a skin technology. It's a sunscreen technology, hmm. um, and this is the notion of uh, SPF that you can drink. Ah. To, to tell you the truth, I love this idea. This is a, a brilliant idea because you know putting on sunscreens is inconvenient. The sprays and you forget to put it on, but imagine you could have a drink. Where you just drink and you get SPF protection. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. This story, however, is complete BS. Um, this, to me, listen listen to this. This is uh, called Osmosis Skincare offers SPF of 30 UV protection with harmonized water. <laughs> I did see this. So, so, essentially, what they've done is they claim to have create these unique vibrational waves that are isolated <laughs> the precise frequency you need for uv rays what? and they've taken water and they've harmonized it with those waves and then you drink this water and you're protected from the sun uh, this is akin to homeopathy yeah, exactly where you sort of imprint the water with the, right. the, the the energy of the ingredient or something it sounds very similar yeah 
it's just and so I, not only is this ridiculous it is to me it's very dangerous you're telling people that you're going to get you drink this water you'll get an spf 30 and you can go out in the sun unprotected for 30 to 40 minutes uh it's to me this is just awful um, I, and I hope the FDA steps in at some point. Well, but, uh, suns sunscreens are regulated products. You can't just come out on the market and say whatever you want. You know, it's not like a, a beauty product where you can say it'll make your skin look healthy. <laughs> I mean, this is a big deal. So I, I cannot well, imagine they'll get away with this. Well, you're right. Uh, sunscreens are, but uh, are regulated by the FDA. Uh, food supplements and bottled water you know, anything goes here. Well, <laughs> really, uh, we've got, yeah, ever yeah, since yeah, the Deshaies yeah, Act, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, they're real loosey-goosey. Clearly, uh, these, this company, uh, well, I tell you what, I mean, they're making some amazing claims here. And don't get me wrong, I love the idea of drinkable SPF. And there are certainly some foods that have been shown to, you know, you eat them and you could get some SPF protection like right. uh, olive oil or some uh, carotenoids from tomatoes. But mm -hmm. high frequency harmonized water, uh, <laughs> this just really, you know, it kind of pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, um, you know, that reminds me, we had a, a, a recent um, post in our forum where someone asked us to sign a petition because they wanted, uh, I think it was, they wanted the company Bayer to start developing a sunscreen pill. So they were, you know, sending them a petition saying, hey, this is a good idea. You'll make a lot of money. You should do this. And I, I, you know, again, I applaud the notion, but it's a bit naive that, don't you think Bayer and pretty much every other company has figured out if we could crack that nut, we'd be incredibly rich? So, you know, it, it, right. <laughs> it's not as simple as they hadn't thought of it and now we'll give them a petition and maybe they'll start it. So... But, you know, again, but, I, I mean, I can see what the person's trying to do. So Yeah. Well, you know, that reminds me. I get contacted a lot uh, through my uh, formulating, uh, chemistry formulating uh, website. But people say, well, I want to make a uh, all-natural, chemical-free cosmetic. <laughs> like, if, if it was so easy to do, you know, people already would do that. But it's not that easy. You, you know what most amazes me about that? Was that that you continue to rub my nose in the fact that you have another website that you run <laughs> behind my back? I can't believe you bring that up on this show. This is the Beauty Brain Show. This isn't the other website show. Cannot believe it. Huh. Oh, right. That's right. I, I I forgot. I'm not supposed to bring up chemistscorner.com. <laughs> show. Well done. Uh, well, you know that. Okay, so that product sounds like maybe one of the worst ideas ever. But I did see. Uh, another beauty brand. I think it may have the worst brand name ever. Really? Come yeah, on. Yeah, I, I think so anyway. But this was a, uh, it's a new spa beauty line. Uh, it's a German company. Uh, and it, they, you know, they've got, you know, facial care, hair care, shower gels, aroma baths, all sorts of stuff. But uh, I guess they're coming to the U.S. And the name of the company is Urbison. Like, doesn't that sound like a weed killer? Like, <laughs> right? You know, get Urbison for your yard, 75% less, you know, ragweed. Like, Urbison is not a good name for a natural product. Well, let's get the word herb. <laughs> the maybe the sinning part is that is that what's getting you? <laughs> well, sinning is never good, right? So, <laughs> right. I see what you're saying. There, herbicin does sound more like a, a a pesticide, right? Exactly. So, good uh, good luck to you guys. But I'm, <laughs> you know, it's like you hear the, you know, companies translate because that's a German company, right? And they're coming over to the U.S. You know, remember when the Chevy Nova 
tried to market uh, in Mexico and in Spanish, Nova means don't go, which is right. not, not a good name for a car. So Urbison, not a good li- name for a line of natural products. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. That's probably not the best uh, beauty brand name to go with. <laughs> All right, what else you got? Uh, how about an insect repellent that is 1,000 times stronger than DEET? Hey, so, sign me up. Yeah, so DEET is uh, NN-diethylmetatoliomide. Uh, we made that in organic chemistry when I was in college, so I always remembered it. Show um, off. <laughs> but so, yeah, it makes up for when I stumble over the chemical <laughs> words in that first story. Uh, so, so uh, DEET has some problems, but uh, with it, and you know, some people's skin are sensitive to it, and it actually gets a lot more bad press than it deserves based on the science. But you know, still, you know, there is a recommendation to keep it out of reach of children who are younger than a certain age. Hmm. Uh, so there's a constant search for insect repellents because, you know, malaria is a huge problem around the world. A lot of people die from malaria. Mm. And so if you could have a, you know, bug repellent that actually works, um, then you could prevent a lot of that, that problem. And so uh, these people over at the uh, um, the Vanderbilt uh, Biological Science and Pharmacology uh, uh, School, uh, they have created this... Uh, this new repellent, it's, it's called the Vanderbilt University Allosteric, Allosteric Agonist, or VUAA1. <laughs> so they're going to get VUAA1 to replace DEET. That's the idea. And they've shown in, in studies that it's a thousand times uh, more effective than DEET. Although DEET is effective, too. So this, well, this well, is for, pretty amazing. First thing, they're going to need a better acronym. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs a marketing department. <laughs> <person>. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. And, but no mention of like it's a thousand times more effective, but it's also highly poisonous. I mean, no. Well, you know, the, the thing about all of these new discoveries is it's this is going to take a little while to go through, you know, the research. There's probably, you know, this is a press release put out by their university press people. And so they're going to gloss over any negatives. Um and so there's still going to be a lot more research required, but seems pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I like it. Good luck. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. Did you uh, <laughs> did you see the big news from Aveda? I did not. What's, yeah. what's going on? With yeah, Aveda? Aveda says they've discovered that consumers are confused about what green really means. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> wow, that's your press release, right? Yeah, so they... Uh, they're saying now that uh, consumers don't really understand what green products are in, in the context of you know personal care and beauty, and that cosmetic brands need to make it their mission to ensure the word green is used correctly and it does not confuse consumers. So I just have one question for you, Aveda. What is the correct definition of green? <laughs> uh, you know, and, and I mean, that's the problem, right? Everybody has their own definition. Are they going to impose their definition on the whole industry? Is that is that what this is about? Um uh, you know, uh, for example, you know, Aveda does use some of the laurel sulfates in their products, which are fine because those can be coconut derived. So you could say it's right. green for that reason. Um, but others would argue that those are not green ingredients. And, you know, Aveda says, well, we're green because we use renewable energy. But somebody may disagree with that being the most important parameter. So I don't think it's, you know, it's not that green needs to be used correctly. It's that there needs to be some uniform definitions around green. And I, I don't see how Aveda is going to drive that. 
Yeah, and I don't see how that would happen, especially like in the United States, you know, because that would wouldn't that kind of run into like freedom of speech things and uh, hmm. yeah, you know, it's it's a problem getting everybody on the same page about what is green. It's it's kind of like how the FDA wasn't able to get hypoallergenic to everyone to agree what is hypoallergenic. <laughs> right. I mean, and, and that's right? and that's a, and that's a you would think would be a fairly specific right. thing, right? Green is terribly vague. Right. I mean, so, I I think the best way to define green is is it's it's sort of a green is like porn, right? You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what we say? I know. <laughs> that's what you say, but you know. Well, that's the Supreme Court, my man. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, you and the Supreme so, Court. That's with right. your Hello Kitty keychains, I know. <laughs> That's actually pink. Yeah, whatever. All right, all right. We got we got time for a couple of more. I think Do you you got another one. Uh, yeah, I have another. Uh, this is just a, kind of a fun one, and I, I was impressed to see that this was published in a uh, in the Southland Times, which is a newspaper website. Because typically, when you see beauty stories in newspapers, they're um, pushing some sort of BS about chemical toxicity. Mm-hmm. But this one was one that was pointing out uh, some beauty claims that say something but say nothing. <laughs> so, for example, here is here is a meaningless claim. This self-tanner works with your skin's natural melanin. So it works with it. it like, what does it do? It doesn't say what it does. It doesn't say what is working with melanin. Well, that, that's the whole claim, not to like that, to do something. It just says. no, no. That's that's the claim. It just works. <laughs> All right. How about how about this this claim? This eyeshadow can be used uh, wet or dry. <laughs> well, but, that, so, but wait, 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 wait. That but that seems reasonable to me. That's a, that's a, a an application instruction, I guess. Right. That one doesn't seem uh, that strange. Yeah, I I guess. But so when can't you use it? <laughs> right. Fair it's enough. Wet Fair or dry. It's like <laughs> this eyeshadow can be used, right? Yeah. 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 So. All right. Let's look at this one. This hair product can be mixed and matched with other products from the range. <laughs> yeah, these are a bit a bit meaningless. Yeah. 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 And then finally, there there is this uh, one claim. Uh, this skincare is chemical free. Oh God! Don't get start the that. old chemical free thing so it's it's funny actually if you go through when you're when you read it go go through and read some of the uh cosmetic products that you bought and and just look for some of these meaningless claims because they're easy enough to find and there are a lot of them you know the ultimate example which is you know was poking fun of itself but i recently uh, tweeted a picture of a uh, bedhead hair care product i found and the label uh it's a hang tag label and the claim on the label, just three words, it says, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, I actually posted a, a picture recently, too. I was at Whole Foods, and I saw this uh, Badger sunscreen. Hmm. Now, uh, Badger sunscreen, uh, they recently had uh, some products recalled for bacterial contamination. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And it's because I think they don't use a proper preservative system but okay uh, but uh, so i saw a, a, a line of their products badger sunscreen and they had the word active on there <laughs> and so <laughs> like so that was I'm a like, claim yeah so is it like active culture <laughs> they got oh. active ba- I so i, I just thought it was funny well, yeah. anyway well all right excellent well uh you know i mean we could go on and on about this because there's there's you know been so much beauty news recently but i actually we're, we're kind of out of time 
Oh, wow. all right. We'll have to do this again, though. This was fun. I like this episode. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I'll tell you what, I would like to close uh, just with a, 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 a quick shout out to one of our fans uh, who runs the blog, Beautyholics Anonymous. She wrote a blog post about some of her favorite podcasts. Four podcasts she mentioned. We were one of the four. Oh, yeah, nice. which I thought was great. And she explains, you know, why she liked us. I'll, I'll put a link uh, in the show notes to her post. But, um, you know, she talks about how we answer questions. And she says, why I like it, quote, Perry and Randy are hilarious in the podcasts, especially when they debunk the BS a lot of beauty brands claim that their products do. If you enjoy reading their blog, you're going to love the podcast even more. Ah, so, well, that's uh, nice. So thank you, uh, Tyne, I think is the name, if I'm pronouncing that right. Tyne is the author of that blog. Thank you, Tyne, very much for, for the kind words. And, and incidentally, uh, if anyone else wants to write glowing stuff about us and send it to us, we'd love to see it. <laughs> we'd love to see it. You can put a review of our book on Amazon. You can leave uh, a review of the podcast on iTunes or wherever, you know, Sketcher, wherever you're downloading it. We would certainly appreciate it. Excellent. And that book was called? It's Okay to Have Lead in Your Lipstick. And answers to other beauty questions you're dying to know. Oh, I always like it when you get the tagline right. All right. Well, Perry, thanks for another great show, our first little uh, Beauty News uh, extended dance mix version. I think that went very well. Yeah, great. Uh, actually, I've got to go. I see the urban bunnies out there, and i got to send them a, <laughs> throw them a carrot. There. All right. Well, thanks, Perry, and thanks, everybody else. Remember, be brainy about your beauty.